welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're going to be talking about Season 4, Episode 6, Islands in the Stream. And as opposed to yet last episode where Kelsey was Skyping in and we had some questionable audio, we actually now officially have two microphones, so we both should sound silky smooth and there might be more talking over each other. Just a warning. I'm consciously making an effort not to do that. Um, (laughs) My voice is still fucked up because I am still slightly ill and I'm sorry to all of you who have to hear it. But I don't who else are you going to have like (laughs) talk to you about Degrassi and why Rick is the worst um, and Spinner is somehow worse than Rick. I don't know. They're all garbage in this episode. Let's fucking get a move on. Um Paige is sure she will never be able to pay Spinner back for the damages to his car after she gets fired from the dot. Toby and Rick start a competition to see who can get the most kisses. It's the grossest sentence I've ever read in my life. I'm very upset about it. Get the most kisses. (laughs) This episode is like awful. And like everybody is awful in both storylines except for Paige. And this was like such an infuriating episode to watch. But I took a lot of notes. There were, uh, there was, no, all the men in this episode were garbage, except for sometimes Craig, Jimmy's neutral, and Marco is neutral and ends good, so. And JT's one brief moment was great. <laughs> JT had one shining moment in the episode. Um, but... This episode, Islands in the Stream, is named after the 1983 duet between Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers, Islands in the Stream, obviously. Um, It was actually written by the Bee Gees, too. I mainly know this song from that one episode of The Office where Jim was having a party and invited everybody except for Michael, but then Michael found out and crashed, and this is the song that they sang together in karaoke. Otherwise, I've never really heard this song, and that was a very deep pull because that's from like season one or two of The Office. That is a really good scene. I love The Office. Um, yeah, it's a pretty classic karaoke song, I feel like, right? Probably, it, yeah, especially because it's a duet and, like, it's Dolly Parton, so it's probably fairly well known. I'd never actually heard it until I saw the Office episode, but we actually just paused it and listened to it, and it's, like, pretty great. I like it. I would listen to it again. Um, when I listen to this episode later, I'll hear it underneath in the background. Mm-hmm. Breaking copyright laws. <laughs> um, well, only if we play the whole song like I accidentally did in the I Want Candy episode. <laughs> Don't give it away. <laughs> Just kidding. We never did that. We didn't break any laws. No way. We're uh, law-abiding citizens. Everything's covered under fair use anyway, right? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> Make me read more contracts. I already did that today. Um... Do you want to start talking about Degrassi now? (laughs) I suppose we should. Um, So the episode starts with Paige is now apparently working at the dot. And she's terrible at it also. And she's like mixing up orders. She's frazzled as hell. And at the end of the day, she only has like 67 cents as a tip, I guess. And then the manager comes over and shows the schedule. And Spinner's like, oh, man, I'm working on Saturdays. And Paige sees that her name is not on the schedule and gets fired via schedule update. 
which is a huge bummer. But also, like, she doesn't seem like that bad of a waitress. Like, she's not great, and I feel like her tips are a pretty good indication of, like, her situation of how good or not good she is as a waitress. But, I mean... Like, it looks like all she did was mix up people's orders with, like, other people at the table. <laughs> which, like, grand scheme is not so bad. I feel like if it was her first day, she should have been given some leeway in, like, learning how to be a waitress. That manager was kind of intense and giving her too hard of a time. Seriously, waitressing is hard, dude. Like, give her a break, please. Yeah, so then the theme song plays, and then Spinner's at his locker, and Manny comes, like, around the corner, and they start flirting hardcore, and is like, nice sunburn. He's like, uh, thanks, where's yours? And they, like, have a gross flirtation, and I hate it. And I think Craig sees, and he looks like he hates it, too, and everybody hates it. We all hate it. <laughs> um, Manny... Is like, and then she's like, "Well, I wore sunscreen, and it afterwards it has a moisturizer and blah." I'm like, "It stop, stop it!" And then Spinner's like, "Yeah, Paige does that moisturizer thing too, but hers is lavender." I'm like, "I don't understand what you're trying to do here." Then he literally smells Manny and is like, "What does yours smell like?" Essentially, like because he talks about lavender, and then he literally smells her. And this is when Craig is looking at them with disgust. Yeah, and that is when we learn that I was correct last week in thinking that Craig took that photo. Um, I shouted, "I was right," or maybe <laughs> I just wrote down I was right because I'm not much in a shouting space. You did kind of shout. He did take the photo. <laughs> <laughs> So good job. That sounds like me. Um, okay. So he did take the photo. That's literally the words <laughs> I wrote down. With an exclamation point. Um, he did it. And then we hop to the B plot, which is ugh, so gross. Um, Toby and Rick are in media immersion. And Mr. Simpson is talking about like Degrassi's trivia team. And I'm like, oh, my God, things to come. Oh, my God, things to come. Um, we don't know that yet, but, but we do, but we, but really we do. do, we know. And so, uh, Mr. Simpson is like the trivia team, blah, blah, blah. It's exciting. Get like your partners or something. And Toby and Rick are partners. And all of a sudden, like, I think Toby asked Emma to be partners and she's like, sorry, I'm already with Heather. And Rick is like, tough luck. She's number three on my list. And you're like, oh God, of course. Rick has, like, some creepy serial killer, like, female ranking list. And he pulls it up. And we tried to pause it and take photos of it, but we literally only knew three names on the list. And, like, number one was Miss Hatsalakos. Number number three was Emma. And number five was Manny. And everyone else were, like, people we don't know. And Heather Sinclair, obviously. Oh, was she? Well, number two was Heather S. Okay. I didn't I can only imagine that it's Heather Sinclair. (laughs) Um, yeah, somehow Rick got grosser, like in a really short amount of time. And it's like he was already terrible. So yeah, they, they fucking like creepily bond over the fact that Rick has this list. And he says, I wrote it down. We might have written down the same thing. I, he wrote, he says, writing out goals mm-hmm. helps you realize them. Yeah, which, I was like, like, first of all, is true. And did Rick discover the secret? <laughs> also, fucking... Rick, you're not going to realize these goddamn goals. <laughs> these are not goals. These are just weird, gross, like, 
like objectifications of your female classmates. Stop it. Stop it. I literally wrote down in all caps, Ew, Rick, this is not the secret, you pig. Because <laughs> fuck that shit. This isn't like, no. This is creepy. Like, I'm going to rank females and it's awful and it makes me uncomfortable. Makes me very uncomfortable and I but hate it. For some reason, this kicks off like a budding friendship between Toby and Rick, and I don't understand. Um, Toby, I thought you were better than this, like barely better than this, but I thought you were better than this. I mean, we both know that he's mostly a slimy potato. That's true. His weird crush on Emma was also mainly like, I'm such a nice guy. Why don't girls like nice guys? And it kind of reverted back to that this episode. Yeah. Apparently he still has a crush on Emma. Also, hashtag never forget that time that he like weirdly followed Terry around for a day like (laughs) flirting with her trying to figure out if she was psychic or not and being the biggest creep that's ever been alive it's weird like hello clarice oh my god do you know what i'm thinking i hate it so much (laughs) and just like just the memory of it is making my shoulders like gravitate towards my ears i'm so uncomfortable you're turtling you're trying to go to your shell (laughs) to protect yourself from the memories my shell but i have no shell it's, it's this hoodie. Wear a time hoodie. <laughs> so <laughs> that starts the B plot. And now we're back with we're in the cafeteria and Spinner is giving Paige like the hardest times. And he's like eating her French fries and being a dick and like laughs at her for like spilling something. And Jimmy gets up and is like, um, I'm going to go get you a napkin, Hazel, because I'm a nice person. He basically says that. And then Spinner's like, I'm going to eat your fries. And then I think like Hazel and Ashley give him like a weird, like a shocked look. And Paige is like, it's okay. Like Spinner worked at the dot for a year to save it for the car that I totaled. Like he can have snacks and joke around if he wants. And they both look at her like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. They give each other the best look at it is spot on. Do you want to talk about fashion? I don't have a lot of notes, but yeah. I wanted to talk about how Ashley's looking real good. Yeah, we, for the brief moment we saw her, she was looking fine. Spinner's hair is like less greasy, but like also kind of slicked back a little bit in the middle. I don't know. His hair was looking poofy <laughs> instead of greasy in this episode. I feel like I just, now that we are in like, we're in the beginning stages of Spinner's hair evolution that I feel like we need to like talk about it every episode. We need a chart of some kind. I know there is like a visual chart somewhere on the internet that I've seen before, but we're in like long hair, curly, poofy, greasy variations. But I know the emo cut is coming soon. I'm excited. I'm ready for that. Right now it's bad. Right now everything Spinner is wearing is bad. He's like... He's, like, doing this, like, trying really hard to, like, dress, like, California surfer type that was, like, kind of of that moment. But it's, like, kind of interlaced throughout all things. It's very Sun, which was very, Super very 2005 where everyone, like, wanted to be a surfer slash snowboarder slash uh, skateboarder person. True facts. I was one of those people. I'm not proud of it. I def I shopped at PacSun almost exclusively in middle school. I had a puka shell necklace. I had like billabong shirts that said surf like a girl. I did not surf. I didn't even live by the beach, even though I was from California. I had etnies, those like skater shoes. I, I, you don't have to explain <laughs> etnies to me. 
the like fattest, dumbest, most impractical. Like oh, I, don't, I had I had DCs, I had big bets, I had all of the skate shoes. And like when you and you would get like either special laces for them or you would lace them up so you wouldn't have to tie them and they would just like go across your shoe. Yeah. I spent like a summer learning and then immediately forgetting I had a skateboard. I like do not try to put me on a skateboard. I will fall down. I spent a winter and a half trying to learn how to snowboard and I just couldn't do it. Like I like my dad went up all the time. I could I like really wanted to be like a cool snowboarder girl, but I was like, no, this I hate this. Holland, we will never be cool snowboarder girls. I used to ski. And then I realized that I'm afraid of everything and I stopped. I also tried skiing at one point, but I was like, no, fuck this. I just hate all winter sports. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't like winter. I don't like sports. Why would I like winter sports? I don't know. I like winter in that I like seeing snow outside, but not being in it all the time. Like I would like I'm a lodge person. Just put me in front of a fire and I'll wait for you to like ski down a mountain. Ooh, yeah, I'm down for that. We could do a lodge thing and like drink. Yeah. Or I the only winter thing I will do outside is like tubing or sledding <gasps> because it tubing. requires no skill. Yeah. <laughs> Just like put on a snowsuit, go down a hill and then be like I'm too cold and then you go inside for hot chocolate or grown-up hot chocolate mm-hmm. which has Baileys in it. Yeah, or just like Baileys and coffee which is what I would drink actually. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'm I'm not as long as as long as, as Baileys is drunk in the daytime, I'm happy. <laughs> like I'm not going up on the slopes. You guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> Holland and I are making winter plans. Um <laughs> we've devolved. Um what are we talking about Spinner uh <laughs> is trying really hard to be like Paxson and also it's making me think that maybe he is the inspiration for where their band has turned into like a weird sublime <laughs> cover band. <laughs> um, he is the one pushing um performances. <laughs> he he's pushing performances. He is dressed like He's trying to be a model for Paxson. Um, I would bet you $100 that boy has never even seen a s- <laughs> surfboard in his life. Maybe a snowboard because it's Canada. Yeah. But I mean, like at Wasega Beach, I don't know. I you don't could know. surf there. That's where Sean's from. I don't know. But How I, far is that? I don't know. <laughs> I know they go to it at some point this season. <laughs> I don't know. How much do we know about Canada? Very little? Cool. Glad we have a podcast about a Canadian TV show. <laughs> we are nailing it. We're still talking about fashion. <laughs> I have one. Manny is wearing like the dangliest dangly earrings when she goes and talks to Spinner out of his locker. Also, speaking of earrings, I love how Alex is still wearing her ginormous hoop earrings at work. Also, those work uniforms are brown and yellow and awful. But also, I remember on the end.com, that was also like a clothing option you could purchase in the Avatar mall. Um, I don't think I ever bought that though. Yeah, I remember that. Um, Jay's wearing a super cool, enormous button down shirt <laughs> that I'm like, what is this fashion choice? Jay is all over the place because, like, he starts off with this huge button down shirt, which is like, I don't know. It's, it's a little, it's, it's, I don't, I don't know what he's trying. To <laughs> I don't do. know what his look is. He's trying to aspire to. I don't either. It's confusing. It's like, 
old man, but giant. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's like, like all oversized clothing. It's, it's terrible. And then, like, later on, he's wearing, like, a jersey for some team and, like, a hat that matches the jersey. And he's very matchy-matchy. Like, he's in, like... Malibu Most Wanted, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like he's like he's like like gangster, but he's like also trying his hardest. <laughs> exactly. So. It's exactly like Malibu's Most Wanted, except he doesn't like put on the accent. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Which is what the fuck great. Was that movie. That that would not fly currently. It's that hard was, up in the boo. That was <laughs> that was of a time. <laughs> you could not remake that in 2016. <laughs> no. That would when not When did that fly. movie come out? Like 2004 or something? Probably. I don't know. It was at least 10, to, it was at least 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, Jay. Um, trying is hardest ever. When were tall tees a thing? Was that like more high school for us? Like what? when guys would wear like the longest of t-shirts? Remember, I don't. I remember when that was a thing, but I was I, wondering if I don't this think was, that was of ever the era. A thing in my life, maybe it was a NorCal thing. It was definitely a NorCal <laughs> thing. I don't know, or just a California thing in general. Um, whatever. Um, Paige is wearing like a pink tie dye esque off the shoulder top that looks fine. Her yeah. hair looks great the entire episode. Oh yeah, her hair always looks great. I was not crazy about that shirt. Also, I think at one point she's wearing a shirt that has a chihuahua on it. Yeah. I was like, what is this dog shirt, Paige? It's definitely a chihuahua because she's definitely like trying to channel Paris Hilton realness. Oh, God. Tinkerbell. Oh. (laughs) R.I.P. Alex looks great. Craig looks great. Marco looks great. I really don't think I have any other notes. Um, Fashion-wise. Oh, wait. No, I have one more. Me too. Do you want to go first? Yeah. I just, like, maybe, I don't know if I should save it, but I'll say it anyway. Um, When Toby and Rick are in the midst of their kiss as many people as you can bullshit. Vomit. Rick literally walks past a girl wearing a You Wish t-shirt that was, <laughs> like, very on the nose. It, it, it was appropriate. Um, Also, Paige, at the end, her her speech is good. Her shirt is very bad. Which shirt? Oh, yeah. Her, it's like, like stripy orange. And orange. then it's, like, the arms and, like, stomach are stripy and pink and orange. And I couldn't tell if it was, like, a really matchy shirt and, like, overshirt combo. I think it, she was wearing, like, an orange tank top underneath because then it, like, kind of opened up at the front. Yeah, but also yeah. there was no seam. It was very confusing. Either way, it was bad. End of fashion police. <laughs> oh, end of rambling, long, crazy fashion police. Um, so then uh, Paige is interviewing at the movie theater. No, it's uh, first it's uh, JT. Oh, right. So first um, Toby and like like Toby's walking into school and he's like, Hey, Emma, you look nice today. And she like laughs and she's like, thanks, Toby, which like also that would be my reaction. <laughs> so I feel you. Um, and and uh, fucking uh, JT, like in his brief shining moment, like, oh, thanks, Toby. And then like runs off. And I'm like, it's good that they paid you for the day for this because that was good. That was perfect. And then um, Rick comes creeping up behind them because he's a creepazoid and he's basically like 
he's like, how'd that list go? And he's like, you know, it, it doesn't work for me, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, let me see. Let me see the list. And he's like, it's all in my head. And he's like, well, then tell me about the list. And he's like, well, the first person's Emma. And he's like, oh, that makes sense. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> Why are we all cool with this? Yeah, I hate it. I just hate it. And then he's like, I have a wager for you. Cause well, he wants do we want to list the rest of the ones that he listed? It was Ellie and Hazel. And then he says, and then Rick says something awful about Hazel. Like, she's got some nice assets or like Ugh. something gross like that Why do the boys on the show constantly talk about hazel's boobs why is that a thing no because they're boys i feel like it's a boy thing they just talk about everybody's boobs oh boys like in greece they just talk about annette's boobs the whole time (laughs) and i hate it i hate it it's gross it makes me uncomfortable boys why why you do this this see we need our resident straight guy to give us some answers I so know. sean email us or send us a message or something seriously because i just don't fucking get it do boys rate girls like i've i've never in my life been like you know what i should do <laughs> you know it'd be fucking great if i made if i wrote out a goddamn list of what boys I would fuck in the order of fuckableness. Like, I wouldn't write that shit down. I wouldn't even make a mental note. You know how that works for me? Once in a while, I'll be like, oh, that guy's cute. And then I carry on living my goddamn life. I don't fucking rank them. I'm not like, you know what? I would definitely make out with these six dudes in this perfect Very particular order. order in I've ranked them. Here's a list. <laughs> I will say... I've never ranked dudes, but when I was in middle school, I did used to write down lists of guys that I thought were hot. Then they were like celebrities. They weren't people that I knew. I was such an innocent little flower who (laughs) was like, you know, I think it's cute. Journal. I journaled in middle school because I didn't really have any friends. It was a great time. Oh, and you're (laughs) making me very sad. <laughs> but I did used to write down because I think I was also very into that Meg Cabot book, All American Girl, where she would write like a top, like a list of 10 things at the beginning of every chapter. But I used to be like, Daniel Radcliffe, he's so cute because he has dark hair and blue eyes. I was a very young and sad child. Listen, but those were both facts. So I feel <laughs> you. All of my lists were all very positive. They're all like, guess what? This guy's cute. You know who else is cute? This guy's cute. Also, this guy's cute. It wasn't a ranking. It was like, these are the seven people I think are cute today. That's very cute because you were also very young. And yes. They are in high school already. No, I did not do this in high school. And they were also celebrities. Like you might as well have been like ranking fictional people. Exactly. Which I think is just healthy imagination. I mean, it's and basically also, like, fictional people. You were children. Yeah, they're fictional to you. <laughs> so, I mean, they're. I just, it's not like you rated the boys from your high school. No, that's in order creepy of, as like, fuck. Who you would want to bang. That is, that is upsetting to me on like so many levels i hate it it's awful if i'm on a list i don't want to know don't tell me about your goddamn list like leave me off of it it's not gonna hurt my feelings that i'm not on your list get me the fuck off of your shitty list i feel like this happens in lots of tv shows though i'm trying to think i feel like i remember oh veronica mars there was like an episode with like it wasn't like a 
how fuckable are you list, but it was like a how, like, what's your like rating of like dirty things that you've done? It was like that devil angel like list on like oh, yeah. the spectrum. Like, I remember that was an episode that was also fairly upsetting, but they were like, this is a shitty, upsetting list because Veronica Mars was wonderful. Veronica Mars was the best. Also, wasn't that kind of what the beginning of the social network? Is this a real thing? Can someone please tell me if this is a real thing? Because also, I distinctly remember in fifth grade, the boys... Like, one of the boys in my class making a list like this. Ew. This is real. This might be real. Sean, write in. This might be real. <laughs> I think it might be real, which makes me very sad for it. humanity. I hate it so and, much. And, like, the youth of America and Canada, apparently. I'm so upset. Or the world. Ugh. So, anyway, they decide that they're going to have a bet about who... Gets Emma to kiss them first. Yeah, because at first they were like, or just they were like, them. however many, and they were like, no, just Emma, because they're she's like their common denominator, and they were like, cool deal, and like, then I threw up everywhere, and then we moved on with our day because I can't talk about this B plot for and another then, fucking it, minute. <laughs> yeah, and then we're at the movie theater, and Paige's interviewing for a job at like the movie theater snack bar in the mall, and. She's like, that's like, she's like, one customer at a time is great. I can do it. And it's a very short job interview scene. And um, then we move on to uh, the next day at school where Paige comes in and, oh, she sees that Alex works at the snack bar while she's interviewing. Yeah, because the interviewer is like, well, how are you on a team? And she's like, oh, I'm great on a team. I, I cheer on a team. Like, which is like, yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Spirit squad captain. Um, and then she sees Alex and she's like, oh, that's going to be my team. Mm-hmm. And then we go, ha ha. I'm so <laughs> excited. And then it's the next day at school. And Paige is like looking at Alex in class with Spinner. And she's like, ugh, I don't want to be friends with her. Like. But in it's pay and Spinner's like, no, you need to talk to her. Like she can try to put in a good word for you. And she's like, but my pride, like, what is that worth? And he's like, I'll tell you exactly what it's worth. It's a thousand blah, blah, blah. And is being like a goddamn asshole. He is a douche monster. Douche nozzle. Mm, he's, he's just the worst human. He's like, he's a butt wrinkle. <laughs> <laughs> he's a butt ass. Silly. Okay. Oh God. Okay. So then Paige goes into the classroom and talks to Alex and is like, "Hey, so, like, I really want this job." And Alex is like, "Oh, you don't need to worry. I put in a perfectly bad word for you." And like, walks away in classic Alex fashion. She drops the mic and she gets out of She's there. Unhelpful as fuck. And is like, <laughs> bye, bitch. <laughs> Which is ideal because that is how we like her. Yeah. And then we hop over to, like, science class, I guess. And Toby, I don't even remember what he said. Oh, he's, like, he's talking to Emma. And he's, like, so I'm getting on the bandwagon of trying to, like, one-up Rick or put Rick in his place. He says something weird, like, I'm trying to join in and put Rick in his place. Like, no, it was, um, it was something he, like that. He's, like, I'm trying to follow your lead when you stood up for Rick. Oh, okay. So I like, totally like, misheard that. Yeah, no. He's like, I'm following your lead when you stood up for Rick 
we're kind of becoming friends, but we have this bet going or like this like comp like competition or whatever. And she's like, what? And he's like, we have to kiss like you have to kiss one of us. And so she kisses him on the cheek and I'm like, hold the damn phone. <laughs> like, first of all, a lot of shitty things happen after this. But also why? This is Emma. Like, if anything, Emma is the one who's going to be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, and. Not just storm off, but tell them all the reasons that this is weird and gross and wrong. And did a man write this episode? He must have. I could probably look it up, but I'm too lazy to. Yeah, whatever. But also, Emma's track record this season has not been great. I think she kind of has a weird conflated ego now that she's like glowed up or whatever. <laughs> is that the term? Apparently. With the kids these days. Oh, man. And... Like, she already had that weird episode. She was, like, literally toying around with Chris because she could. And I feel like a part of her could have taken it as a weird compliment. But I don't yeah. But I don't know if that's totally in her character. Yeah, I, I, think, th- I think puberty has gotten to her head. Um, hormones. Teenage hormones. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just ego and... <sighs> she should just go back to being, like... Social justice warrior. Yeah. You know, and, and with Sean, everything would be happy again. Because she was starting to get hot then, and, like, there were no issues. Yeah. And their ravine, they clean the ravine up. Hell yeah. Yeah, but whatever. She's like, okay, I'll kiss you on the cheek. And then Toby immediately is like, ha ha, I win, you lose. And, like, immediately has no chill whatsoever and Zero is floating to Rick. And then Emma's like... Way to be chill, Toby. Or I don't remember what she says. Like, way to follow my lead, Toby. And then she's like, just so you won't be lonely. And then she gives Rick a kiss on the cheek and they, like, tie. Everything makes me want to throw up. Also, I had no idea Rick was sitting that close to them when they had that conversation. <laughs> that was hilarious. He, like, turns. Like, he doesn't even move. He just turns his head to Rick and he's like, like what is happening to you unless he like creepily snuck in during that interaction i mean he probably did i feel like he just like slimes around yeah it's gross wait is he snape (laughs) oh god like but he is though he like he kind of is He's worse than Snape because he doesn't even try to do anything noble. Yeah, but... To try to justify his actions. Yeah, but you don't know that, like, 20 years from now, he didn't (laughs) try to justify his actions. Keep in mind that it took Snape a super long time. But also, Snape didn't murder any... Or Snape didn't try to murder anybody in high school or his later years of Hogwarts, even though he was mercilessly bullied. Yeah, but... He murdered people after high school. That's true. I'm just saying there are a lot of goddamn parallels and I will never be a Snape apologist. Do you think if, but, oh, I will never be a Snape apologist. I'm trying to like put it in, I'm trying to put Rick in the Snape place. Do you think if somebody like murdered Emma, Rick would be like, I will do everything to save her child? I mean, I think it depends on the situation, (laughs) you know, because if he was doing everything to save her child, 
because it would defeat the person that killed her yeah. in a sort of weird revenge scenario because he's not doing everything to protect her child out of like the goodness no, of his heart. No, it's no. like weird revenge and also because Dumbledore is telling him to. I, so, I, I just think there's a lot of parallels between Rick and Snape. So including if, the hair and the nose and the sneaking around like a big fucking weirdo. So if somebody, if like an evil like dictator murdered Emma and left like her unborn child and was like the person who was going to save humanity and Mr. Simpson was like Rick get your shit together. <laughs> Mr. Simpson Dumbledore he's eventually the principal <laughs> he's also kind of Dumbledore I get it carry on and Mr. Simpson was like you work for me now I don't like you literally murdered my stepdaughter but you are going to be in my pocket now because I'm going to utilize the fuck out of you. And I recognize your weird, obsessive behavior. And I can channel that into something else because you had a weird, creepy crush on my stepdaughter. And you're going to help me, like, semi-raise this child from afar and groom him as a pig for slaughter for the greater good. Do you think that would happen? I mean, if the baby had Emma's eyes, yes, 100%. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Drop the mic. I think Get out we of there. literally just wrote a Degrassi Harry Potter fan fiction. <laughs> I'm here for it. Can someone write that and send it to me? Well, it, I might just write it myself. Do it. Yeah, delighted. If me. only the end forum still existed. Oh, I'm here for this. Okay. I definitely read Degrassi fan fiction on there. I never got into Degrassi fan fiction. I read, I still read, I don't read any current. I just reread the same Harry Potter fan fiction over and over again because the shoebox project is awesome. Ooh, I can recommend that at the end of this thing. <laughs> or right in the middle, right, right now. In the middle. Everybody go read the shoebox project. We are rambling as fuck, but I'm kind of into it. You know why? Because it's a Wednesday at 9 p.m. It's actually like probably 8 45 my clock on my computer is 50 minutes fast. okay well it's a wednesday at 8 45 p.m and we're just silly and, and we you know seen what? each other in a while yeah and we can actually physically look at each other now when we talk because we have two microphones it's so exciting all right we should probably go back so then we're in the hallway and Paige and hazel are talking and um hazel just starts like dropping some fucking wisdom and is like you I think Spinner like does something shitty to Paige again and Hazel's like you are better than this you're better than him and is and she's just like fuck why are you still with him which same Hazel we're all saying the same thing and this is when Craig's photo comes into fucking play because we forgot to mention that Craig did confront Spinner and Spinner was like whatever you're jealous by it's none of your business which like actually true it's none of Craig's business Manny can do whatever the fuck she wants. And frankly, so can Spinner, I guess. But, like, I don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt. No. But it, it, despite the fact that we love Craig, none of his goddamn business. So <laughs> when Spinner's like, none of your business, bye, we're like, okay. I mean, this will come back. And it <laughs> did. So I guess Craig gave it to Jimmy or Hazel or somebody. Because now Jay. Jaisal. <laughs> That's their ship name. It is their ship name. But now, <laughs> I mean, they probably do both have it. But now Hazel for sure has this photo. So she whips it out and she's like, this is bullshit. Yeah, basically. And I think I, I wrote down like Paige dump his ass. He has never been good enough. <laughs> never, ever. He will never be good enough. He wasn't good enough when you were stealing him from Terry. He wasn't good enough when you were 
going through all of your shit. He wasn't good enough when you didn't really want to date him. He wasn't good enough when you were dating him, basically because you dealt with the trauma and he like held your hand for a minute. Yeah. He's no, he's never been good enough. He's was always meant to be like your lackey boyfriend who did whatever you want and followed you around like a puppy dog. But once this like car accident thing happened, oh, I think Paisal says like good boyfriend, like, like, I think. Oh, Paige, I remember. I remember. Yeah, Paige is like, like, I totally crashed his car. Like, I get like, I get it. Like, blah, blah, blah. And Hazel's like. Good boyfriends, like, forgive you for that shit. You might remember the exact Yeah, wording. it was, I didn't write it down, but um, it was, it was something like, yeah, you crashed his car into your rapist's car. A good boyfriend will forgive you for that. Yeah. Which, like, fucking true facts, Hazel. Yes. Wise beyond her years and just, just wise in general. She always has the best advice and is always the only person who will, like, tell it to Paige straight. Even when a page usually doesn't listen. But Seriously. Like, she did it with Ashley when they were like, like freezing out Ashley. She does it with every, she's, <sighs> Hazel is the unsung hero of Degrassi. Seriously. And yeah, and she whips out the photos and is like, this is bullshit. And then we cut to Jay like slamming Rick up against the locker. Like it's, it like is as if it's a no like a regular occurrence because as soon as it happens then rick and toby are just walking down the hallway as if nothing has happened and that's when we see his enormous shirt <laughs> and he just he just yells slam and then he's like i slammed you and then walks away and i was like <laughs> what the fuck jay and then rick is like so anyway and like they continue to have their conversation and then this is when rick and toby establish like or like up the ante of their contest and be like by the end of the day whoever gets the most kisses wins i don't even they bet over something i don't remember and but while and but rick is like i've drafted up like a chart you need to like log like all these like certain things that will be taken into account and i think he says weight name age and location ew yeah gross ew yep ew and then immediately toby is like hey manny oh my god i hurt my arm and and then manny's like playing along with him and like kisses him on the elbow because he pretends that he hurt it and i'm like what is happening to the world why why does she do that why is that her go-to if one of if one of my friends like one of my male friends i'm just thinking like last night i had coffee with like one of my very close male friends and we've known each other for 10 years if he walked up to me, he's like, wait, I got a boo-boo. I would be like, why are you acting like a whiny fucking baby? Get a band-aid. But you know what would happen? He would never do that because he's a... He's a normal he's human a normal being. normal human. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Like, gee, oh my God. Yeah, I don't get it. And so then I think this is when... And then so it begins. And then we cut to cheer practice. And Paige is, like, in a mood, obviously, because she just saw that damn photo. And she's kind of snipping at Manny, understandably. Also, why is Manny wearing the baggiest of gym shorts at cheer practice? I don't understand it. I don't know. I mean, when we had, like, when I was on dance team for a few dark years, um, (laughs) we, we didn't wear, like, our uniforms to dance practice. We would wear, like... 
well, we had a lot of matching shirts. Yeah, but surely you wouldn't wear, like, the baggiest shorts ever. Well, no. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what goes into cheerleading. Maybe maybe she needs them. I don't know. Maybe she was out of clean clothes. Maybe she got her period. Maybe she got her period. <laughs> Emma style. I don't know. Sometimes I'll wear, like, baggy shorts to the gym. Yeah. Because I'm like, cool. I just don't want anyone to look at me. <laughs> <laughs> These shorts make me invisible. <laughs> they make me invisible to dudes. It helps. <laughs> um, and then Spinner shows up and he was like, he comes up to Paige. He's like, so I was thinking. And she's like, oh, you have thoughts? And I was like, ha, burn. Burn. Amazing. That was my favorite. I actually, I also wrote that. And you have thoughts? <laughs> and then he comes up and he's like, like, I have these like thoughts just like you had for the driving instructor last year. And she's like, that is different. I was not half naked at a car wash, like hugging the driver, driving instructor. And he's like, so I have these bad thoughts. But at the end of the day, all of my thoughts come back to you. And he whips out a bouquet. And Kelsey and I had very different reaction. I was like, ugh. And Kelsey's like, I thought that was cute. Yeah. I mean, I'm not proud of it. But I thought that was kind of like, I, I just thought it was a very nice speech. I'm not super on board with people trying to um immediately win back your affections with like, f- with gifts and flowers. Fake I think that's sincere gross. flowers. Yeah. I think that's gross. Um, but I thought the sentiment was nice. Yeah. I liked that my thoughts always come back to you. I thought that was sweet. It was very smooth. It was. It was definitely Especially smooth. for Spinner. Yeah, definitely for Spinner. Also, we forgot to mention that she did confront him at the dot. Oh, and he right. and, and she was like, you know, is this like, is, is this nothing? Like, what's going on? And then she's talking about how, um, like nearness there's like different levels of nearness yeah and like he and she like pulls him over and she hugs him and like hits his sunburn and she's like this is a hug and then she like squeezes him really tight and he's like oh Paige, my sunburn i'm like if anyone (laughs) deserves this it's you yeah and then she asks him like should i be worried about this is this like anything and he like doesn't answer, which is why he then goes to cheer practice. Right, 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 right. Yeah, totally. I did not write any notes about that dot part, so I forgot about it. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Which is how my brain works. I'm here to remember sunburn. And yeah, so then he like gets back in her good graces momentarily, and then we get to the montage of Toby and Rick's gross contest, and like Toby is killing it somehow. I don't know how. He hides the CPR dummy, so he becomes, like, the CPR dummy in the class and, like, gets quote-unquote kisses from people that way. That is... No, I'm okay. Okay. That is not a thing that would work. No! That That is just not a thing. Like, you can't do that. No! Miss H would not be like, cool, Toby, you can be the dummy. It, like, especially if he volunteered. <laughs> That's like the creepiest thing like, ever. If he volunteered, she definitely would be like, fuck no. this. <laughs> um, but I just. Let's go find another dummy because how can the school only have one? Seriously. I mean, they're probably expensive. But That's still, true. Like, just be like, I guess we'll wait. Yeah. May- or like, I'll show you some diagrams. Oh, it's so fucking dumb. 
Anyway, and then he like hold, he like posts a sign about something about saving kittens that I wasn't sure like how it related to people literally lining up and kissing him. I missed that entirely. I was too busy writing down all the reasons that that dummy thing would not work. We like didn't even get into my list. And then on the other side, we just see Rick failing miserably. Um, this is when we see the girl with the you wish shirt, like walk past him and literally laugh in his face. And then Toby starts talking to Darcy and ultimately tricks her and pays her into kissing Rick. Like poor innocent Darcy who's new to school and doesn't know anything about him because she's only in grade nine. Yeah, she doesn't know anything. She's just like cute and simple. That's kind of the best way to describe Darcy (laughs) for a long time is cute and simple. And then she goes up to Rick and like she's like, where'd you get your glasses? And he's like, the optometrist. And they like talk a little bit. And Rick is like, so I have this bet. And she's like, anything I got to do to help? And she, like, kisses him on the cheek. And then fucking Jay, who is just lurking, like, witnesses this and is, like, pissed about it. Why is... All right. Two things. One. The glasses thing reminded me of this joke from the IT crowd. Where... Have you ever watched the IT crowd? Only the first episode. Okay, first I know of all, I need to watch. You've told, I think you and other people have told me multiple times I need to watch it. First of all, huge error in judgment. Go watch the IT crowd after this. Um, also, there's this one part where this girl is flirting with Moss, who's played by Richard Iowati, who is like the actual literal love of my life. Um, <laughs> and him and like Noel Fielding are kind of tied. But anyway, Richard Iowati. So he wears glasses that are like kind of like mine, but black, and they're like big. And um, and she's like kind of flirting with him, but he's kind of clueless. And she's like, I like your glasses. And he's like, they're not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what that exchange reminded me of. Amazing. And she, la- and she laughs and she's like, you're so funny. And he's like, thank you. They're still not for sale. <laughs> oh, it's really it. good. Um, So it reminded me of that. And also, second thing, why is Jay so invested? He had no connection to Terry. He has no connection to any of these people. He is tangentially connected to this group because Alex is vice president and he dates Alex. That is where his connection to this ends. It's he's just like such a stereotypical bully that like it's like, of course, he has it out for the guy that's the easiest to pick on, I guess. Is it just like any excuse to bully anyone? I think it's kind of like Rick is an easy target and Jay sees that he's an easy target and is a bully to like build himself up because he must have like shitty things going on at home type of a thing. And I think it's just that it's like easy for him to get at Rick. Maybe. Is it weird that like my first um, reaction to you talking about how Jay probably has a bad home life is like, Oh, now I want to take care of him. I'm broken. I'm broken inside. You have a savior come. I have a problem. I date hopeless humans. Also, like maybe it could also go deeper down to like Jay is a violent person and Rick is a violent person and Jay doesn't like that about himself, but he takes it out on Rick because it's easier I don't know. It could be like a deeper psychological reason like that. Or 
it could just be that Jay is like, cool. It's socially acceptable for me to bully this person. Right. It's like a way, a place to like channel his aggression. Either way. But it's still like very invested in it. Yeah. But Darcy, like she asks Toby, she's like, she's like that guy that everyone keeps pushing into lockers. Why does everyone hate him? And Toby's like, don't worry about that. Here's five (laughs) dollars. But it's like Darcy, Darcy, follow that curious instinct. Yeah. Like like, like, follow that rabbit hole, please. I don't even think Toby addresses her question. No, he's like, don't worry about it. Here's five dollars, basically. Yeah. She's like, so why do people bully him? And she's like. Would $5 change your mind? She's like, I guess so. <laughs> like, Darcy, what are you going to do for $5? That's ridiculous. Yeah. So then- if someone was like, if someone offered me $5 to kiss someone that I was like, not sure about, I would not take that. No, $5. I'd be like, yeah, sure. $5. And then like walk away. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if it was Toby, like if, if it was, it was Toby, intimidating, yeah, I'd be Toby. like, no, thank you. But if it was Toby, I would take the five dollars and leave. <laughs> exactly. Because fuck Toby. Fuck that potato. Oh. Um, so then we end up with Paige and Hazel talking again. I think Paige. I don't remember how this happens, but I just wrote down a quote from Hazel that is also great, where she's like, if you let him keep treating you like garbage, he'll keep doing it. And just is like, fuck this kid. Damn right. Hazel is forever correct. And she's like, you know, and, and like Paige is like, you know, it's not like I like tell you every detail about what's wrong with you and Jimmy. And it's like, yeah, the only thing that's wrong with them is that they're boring as hell because <laughs> they have a se- they seem to have a fine relationship. Yeah, it seems fairly healthy. It's just super boring for television. That is their one issue. Exactly. Their only conflict that they've ever had on this show was that they didn't have any conflicts. And like that Jimmy was trying so hard to give Hazel a good night, but forces out of his control kept ruining it. Like literally the most boring couple of Degrassi. (laughs) Well, for now. Yeah. I think things will change for them very soon. That is become very dramatic. Um. Anyway. Anyway. So then Paige is at work at her first day at work, and she's still like getting the hang of it. And Alex is like, "It's fine. Just like whatever. You're getting used to it." Like she doesn't really give her a hard time. Yeah, she's very understanding because the thing is, like, I think Alex is she's realistic. She's had jobs before. She knows what it's like to be like your first week on a job is really fucking hard because you're still figuring it out, let alone her first night. And Paige keeps apologizing. And I think it's because at the dot, the like manager like expected her to like be great right away. And I feel like some of that had to have been Spinner. Maybe. Um, Yeah. Speaking of Spinner. So then Spinner and Craig and Marco and Jimmy all show up. And Spinner has, like, a glint of evil in his eye and is like, oh, hello, honey. And he's, like, orders a popcorn. He's like, oh, wait, 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 put butter in it halfway through. Okay, now put a quarter more popcorn. Okay, now more butter. And it's being, like, a fucking dick to Paige. He's being horrible. And the most disgusting, like, this whole thing is disgusting. And then she, I hate that he's, like, more butter, more butter, more butter. And I hate that her only response is, if I put more in butter in, you're going to get stains on your pants, honeybee. And I, like, throw up in my mouth. And then, finally, I'm and my whole thing was, like, why are the other guys letting him do this? Yeah, they're all just standing by. I mean, and then as soon as 
Spinner is like, good girl. And uh, Craig is like, um, oh, Craig eventually is like, um, what is like, that is awful, basically. And then he's like, it's and then Spinner's like, it's good training. And then Craig is like rightfully appalled and like kind of says something about it. But Jimmy and Marco don't say anything. Nothing. I'm just which is shocking especially marco because marco and Paige are better friends than marco and spinner right spinner has been like notoriously a giant asshole to marco yeah and Paige has been literally nothing but supportive yeah so that happens and then they go to their movie and then after the movie they like walk out and they're all talking about how confusing it was and something oh and then oh but before this um Paige is with Alex right. and Alex is checking to make sure that like she like cleaned out the like the butter thing or whatever and Paige was like did I do okay and uh, Alex is like I'm shocked you did it at all and Paige is like yeah it's no worse than like cleaning my brother's hair out of the drain and for a minute I forgot her brother was Dylan and I was like, <laughs> oh right um his curly curly locks just just flowing flowing hair flowing gorgeous, into the drain. Ad- adonis beauty hair he's he's just he's a greek god of a man um <laughs> anyway so but alex is like you know i'm surprised you did it at all and then she's like you know i used to be afraid of you and Paige is like no i'm not like why i'm not scary which like Paige, you're a little scary, <laughs> but Alex makes an excellent point, and she's like, "No, you." What does she say to her? She says something like, "Um, like the way that you let your boyfriend walk all over you. If it were me, I would be shop. If my boy, I just know if my boyfriend came in and treated me like that, I'd be shopping for a new boyfriend." She says something like that. Yeah, she says she definitely says shopping for a new boyfriend, <laughs> which is amazing. Oh, I remember. She says you're a coward and a suck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Um, sh- yeah. And then she says the thing, like, you know, if my boyfriend came in and treated me that way, I would be shopping for a new boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Which, like, all of the truth bombs are falling around Paige. And she is like, she's like, I'm sorry, is it raining? Like, that's, like, where <laughs> she's at. But I think it's, like, starting to sink in a little bit. But not so much. But, like, hearing it from Alex, because she didn't fight Alex about it. She mm-hmm. just, like, kept her mouth shut, which is, like, like docile dismissive page she's a page who has been broken and it's not fair Ugh. and so then the boys come out of the movie and they're like talking about it and something about jealousy comes up yeah oh and they're talking about because craig is like this movie that movie was surreal and mark was like no it would be surreal if the main character was played by a goat and i was like (laughs) why does i was like marco's the only person in this crew who knows what surrealism is <laughs> and i'm very proud of him because it's true it would be surreal if the main character was played by a goat and then something about jealousy comes up and um spinner and craig have like an awkward look between them and because like spinner's like well you would know all about jealousy right craig and then craig starts going like you know you were always jealous of me and manny and blah well, blah blah First, um, like the, the, they say the weird, awkward, jealous thing. And then like Spinner goes to bother Paige again. Oh, right. And Marco's like, like, hasn't she been through enough? And she was like, you know, it'd be great. She's like, if you could give me a ride home from work, because casual reminder, Paige got her license revoked because she Instead, turned herself 
in. Exactly. She didn't let Spinner take the fall for what she did. She turned herself in. So, fuck you, Spinner. Yet another punishment for what she has done. She doesn't need any more from you, you goddamn dick. He's the worst. Um. So, yeah, she's like, could you give me a ride home? And he's like, what? That's in two hours from now later. And I'm like, cool. You should really go fuck yourself. And then Craig is like, oh, yeah, I have so much to be jealous of. Like, your wit, your way with women. <laughs> your charm. You're right. Ugh. And then this is when he was like, you were always jealous of me and Manny. And Spinner's like, oh, yeah. Well, and then is this when Spinner, like, weirdly slaps him across the face? Yeah, he slaps him across the face. And then he's like, you were always jealous of me and Manny. And then, meanwhile, Paige is like, can I get through? I'm carrying garbage bags. <laughs> and Spinner is like, well, now you're jealous of me and Manny. While Paige is standing right there. So, like, what the fuck? And... Like she, they start fighting and Paige is trying to break it up. And for some reason, and first of all, if I was Paige, I would not have even acknowledged knowing them. I would have been like, I don't know these people. Yeah, seriously. I, I like, I don't know these people. And, um, but her boss comes over and sees that she knows them and fires her. Which is stupid as hell. Yeah. But she's also... This is her first night on the job. And if her friends are coming in and like fighting each other right away, I kind of get being like, yeah, there are a bunch of other teenagers who are willing <laughs> to be underpaid for this. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so then that's how that scene ends. And then the next day, Jay like corners Toby in the hallway and is like, so I hear you're like befriending like Rick and you're setting him on like innocent grade nines. And I don't really remember what he's saying. And then he literally stuffs Toby in a locker because of course he does. He, he also alludes to the fact that now Rick is stalking Darcy, which I mean, because it's coming from Jay, I don't know how true it is, but because it's Rick, I also don't know how untrue it is. Yeah. Because after, so after their competition, Toby wins, but Rick is like, I don't even care. I just had that one kiss. It's about quality, not quantity. So he's getting all moony over Darcy now after she kissed him on the cheek. So it could be like leading to him being creepy about her. He's probably creepy about her. He's probably taping flowers to her locker as Ugh. we speak. Lady, gross. Ugh. Okay. Ugh. Ugh. And so then Toby gets stuffed in the locker. And like, that's how the B plot ends, which I'm like, um okay whatever and it, it should end with at least one of them in the locker <laughs> seriously and then alex comes up to Paige and is like hey don't worry about it I, she like she basically is like i put in a good word i talked to mary and i told her that you didn't have anything to do about it you're working a shift with me like i got your back which is really nice which is awesome i'm so here for their friendship and eventual everything else i just i'm so excited i know and so then after that Paige sees spinner and he's like why are you still going on about this why are you still making me the villain blah, 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 blah. and is like defensive and gross and Paige is like um are you fucking kidding me you got in a fight at my place of work and got me fired but don't worry like i figured it out but also you weren't even fighting over me you goddamn idiot he's the living worst 
And then she rightfully dumps his ass in the middle of the cafeteria and ends it on, I've had enough of this. I've had enough of you. Mic drop. Boom. She walks away. Freeze frame. The episode is over. Damn right. Go, Paige. Ugh. God. <sighs> Spirit Squad captain. I'm going to go with Paige. I'm going with Alex. Mm, actually, with- actually, I changed my answer. I'm going with Hazel. Good call. I was going to say my second place goes to Hazel, but <laughs> if if I can make Alex win, I'm going to make Alex win. Yeah. You know, that's my style. If I can make Alex or Ellie win, I will do that. We also have to read a YouTube comment. We do. We do. Um, I mean, do we even have to explain like why we picked these people? It should be abundantly clear. No, it's very, very clear. Let me find the comment. It's, it's here. I hope it's still selected. <laughs> Oh, wait. Oh, I found it. There it is. So it's two parts. Um, this one person, LDG footage, um, said seven months ago, um, this isn't the good part. He said, I remember not understanding why Manny was into Spinner. How is Spinner better than JT? Which, like, we agree. Um, and then China D responds five months ago, he probably has a bigger dick. <laughs> so... I mean, I mean, I don't want to think about Spinner's dick or JT's dick. No, her But pass. also, JT did buy a penis pump, so who knows? So, I mean, we have anecdotal <laughs> evidence. Um, but also, like, probably because, like, Spinner is older and there's, like, some currency in that. Yeah. Um. So then, ship of the episode, I am going to go with... Sean and Ellie, because there's a brief reference to them in the episode where Paige is like, how are Sean and Ellie, like, more stable than my relationship? And I was like, because they're awesome. Bye. And they're going to be my ship of the episode <laughs> for that one reference. Um, I'm going to go with Paige and Alex because I'm, I'm, I'm ready. 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 I'm here for it. I'm just bouncing. I'm so excited. <laughs> Moral of the episode. Don't let a fucking dick bag treat you like shit a good boyfriend should be understanding not an asshole and hold shit over your head yeah and in basic and don't rank women yeah seriously actually be respectful of women is the moral of this episode end, end of, of life <laughs> <laughs> um exactly so yeah be respectful of women and um paraphrasing the great hazel Den. If you let someone treat you like shit, they're going to keep treating you like shit. So those are the two. Fucking respect women, you fucking assholes. (laughs) And yeah. And don't let people treat you like shit. Yeah. Because if people treat you like shit and you let them, they're going to keep fucking doing it. Mm Mm-hmm. So to (laughs) quote the parks of being a wallflower... You accept the love you think you deserve. And if you think you deserve something great, that's what you'll get. Or like at least try for yeah, a little seriously. bit. Jesus. Um, anyway, we have some grapevine happenings. Um, we got a very lovely email from Rebecca Villa Rose. And she wrote in a very awesome email to us. And she also included some very interesting like kind of behind the scenes trivia information that um, I'm going to read for you right now. So just a few trivia bits that I've been wanting to add on since listening. The actor who played Towers was actually fired from the show for constantly showing up late to set. 
heard on the commentary of this seek of secret on season four DVD. Um, also, I used to visit Degrassi TV TV, which has the old journal entries of the characters. And from what I can remember, Sparkles Baz was Emma. So these are the screen names that were listed on like their journal entries. Sparkles Baz was Emma. Smiley Girl was Manny. Who Cares was Sean. Additionally, it's stated in Liberty's journal that the reason Towers and her broke up was because she walked in on him and another girl. There used to be a link on Tumblr to visit the old version of the site and she can't find it. I can't um, believe Towers would do that to Liberty. I know. Fucking Towers. And um, he seemed like he loved her so much. He did love her so much. Um, there's one more tidbit. It also revealed in the Accidents Will Happen commentary that Jake Goldsby, a.k.a. Toby, improvised many of his lines with Aubrey during their scenes. So good for you, Jake Goldsby. <laughs> well, no, that means that he's a good actor. I mean, he. I have to imagine that he is... He's got to be a good actor because, like, he wouldn't have worked with other humans for this long if he was actually a slimy person. No, like, yeah, the that's fact true. That that's we true. hate Toby so much. It's because he's doing. Jake because Goldsby is doing a good job. It's because he's doing a good job. Which sometimes I feel like people have to remind themselves when they watch shows because, like, I do it too. I'm like, oh, I hate that guy. I'm like, no, no, no. You don't hate that guy. You like that actor because you hate that character. Exactly. And he's making you hate it. Um, we also have an iTunes review. It's very exciting. I think it's Holland's turn it to do It is my turn. Um, it's from Sleep in the Garden 1991. Um, you didn't give me any direction for who you want to be shipped with, which means I get to just run free, so I hope you like it. Okay. I don't know where you live, but in this fan fiction, you're going to live in Toronto. Um, so... You have been kind of in the know of, like, the Toronto hip-hop scene. You, like, see, like, local acts kind of, like, pop up, and you have your finger on the pulse. You know it's happening. So when a young man named Jimmy Brooks starts to get into music, you're like, oh, this guy's interesting. I'm going to, like, keep my eye out on him. And you, like, see him perform a couple times, and you're like, oh, yeah, this guy is, like, he knows what's going on. And, like, you see each other at, like, local, like, gatherings and parties, and you, like, are familiar with each other, but you've never really talked. But then one day, you're, like, at this party, and he approaches you, and he's like, hey, I am trying to film my music video for, like, my first single that I'm going to release, and I'm looking for like really cute girls to be in my video like would you want to be in it I know you're cool and I know you like know about music and it would be really awesome if you could be in my music video you're like obviously that sounds like fun so you're in his music video it's a fun time you like are prominently featured because Jimmy just keeps like bringing you into the shot it's like you're having a fun time on this shoot and it's really fun and then after the shoot's wrapped and everything's happening there's like a rap party and jimmy is just like all on you he's like only talking to you at this party it's so much fun and you guys eventually like sneak away into like a quiet place to talk and you end up making out and it's super awesome and fun and like you like you like know him when he is starting from the bottom and it's great and you are like with him on his rise and you like sometimes you tour with him you like become like 
a part of his crew, but like not in a weird way that you're like working for your boyfriend kind of a way, in a way that he's like, you know what you're the fuck you're doing. I need your help and I respect you as a woman kind of a way. And it's just like a magical musical love story and I hope you enjoy it and you decide whether you want to be with him forever or just for this tour. Like I leave that into your hands. That was a beautiful fairy tale. <laughs> I loved that. Um also I see what you did there. <laughs> started from Thanks. the bottom thank you thank um, you also belated happy birthday to drake we i posted about it on our twitter but i saw yeah happy birthday drake we love you <laughs> aubrey drake graham i love you um aubrey come on the show <laughs> we love you <laughs> but <laughs> please i want to ask you about rihanna fucking dream guest actually like, literal dream guest <laughs> would be to have aubrey aubrey graham and never, and talk never about mention the, the fact that he's Drake. <laughs> not talk about music at all. She's like, so about your time on Degrassi. The only music question we would ask is who wrote the sexist rap in that one episode? We I hope it know. wasn't you. We all know that it was not him. <laughs> Fucking Aubrey is better than that. So much better. Aubrey, you're better. Uh, anyway. We have faith in you. Come on our show. <laughs> if you would like an amazing fan fiction, possibly featuring Drake, you can rate and review us. Leave us a review on iTunes. Um, it really helps us out. And we also just enjoy hearing f- feedback from you guys. And we will make an amazing fan fiction for you. Um, at least I think they're amazing, but I love them. I'm the one who makes up half of them, so I don't know. And my half are also great. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> really modest. And um, so please leave us a review if you would like a fan fiction. You can also uh, tweet at us at Degrassi Pod. You can find us on Tumblr at whateverittakespodcast.tumblr.com. You can also send us an email if you have any like bursting information you would like to give us. Any other we are we are open to any kind of trivia like we just featured in this episode. Our email is whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. And we're also on SoundCloud. You can leave us comments on our SoundCloud episodes too. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Holland Tacular. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Kel Sucks with the Z at the end. And do you know what you're going to recommend today? Well, no. Well, I know what I'm going to recommend. Um, I'm going to recommend, actually, hashtag not sponsored, um, a book subscription box thing called My Book Box. It's really cool. You can sign up online, and when you sign up, you pick two genres out of the six that are available. I think mine are like women's fiction and nonfiction. And there are others like I think science fiction and YA and other things are on there. But they send you two books a month and there's also usually like goodies. Like in my last box, I got like a tea mug with tea and like a tote. But I actually just got my book, my box today. And I was a winner of like a gift card to go see Fantastic Beasts. And they sent me a butterbeer candle and a fantastic beast poster and i'm very excited about it so i like really want to promote them because they're awesome and they have really good books anyway so if you are into that kind of a thing i would highly recommend it so i found mine um i am going to recommend a twitter that i enjoy it's nihilist arby's (laughs) like the sandwich establishment (laughs) sounds amazing already it's amazing um 
I'm going to nitpick and say it's not always nihilist and often just very dark (laughs) (laughs) and kind of surreal and a little Lovecraftian. Um, But here's a good one. Um, Today's horoscope. Leo, your decisions are pointless and your life is ruled by chance. Your existence is galactically irrelevant. Eat at Arby's. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of great. Um, Let's see. There's, yeah, there's some really good ones. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's rough, but like in the best possible way. Oh, here we go. Arby's puts its pants on in the morning, just like you paralyzed by creeping dread as we speed ever closer towards inevitable doom. Eat Arby's. (laughs) Eat Arby's. It's my favorite. And I feel like it was pretty, it it was, uh, it's been like based a little bit on, um, welcome to night Vale because they mention Arby's a lot and Mm -hmm. it's like a very dark um arby's and actually arby's is like real marketing department makes like night veil references in some of their advertising now oh really i'm kind of obsessed with it i'm like a little bit obsessed with arby's can i plug arby's (laughs) i don't eat arby's but i would like i would like like them as an idea yeah i'd like people to know that nihilist arby's is a great twitter Plug um, Arby's marketing team. And I'm plugging Mar- Arby's marketing team. Because, like, in Night Vale, the, the Arby's has, like, these, like, lights above it that are just there. Um, and, like, one of their, they're, like, I think they're purple lights. Um, that just, fl- like, the lights that just flow above the Arby's. Um, and in one of their more recent, like, things, that like, on Facebook, the actual Arby's, it was Arby's. And then their sky was, like... A, like glittering like weird spooky purple and black like changing colors thing and it just said eat Arby's oh my god that's amazing <laughs> and it was perfect I was like this is happening so yeah I'm plucking fucking Arby's <laughs> and at Nihilist Arby's because great perfect combination nailed it um all right well now that we have gone well over an hour on this podcast because of our many rambles we're devolving. <laughs> uh, this is right before the serial killer gets caught. Well, he's not a serial killer, but he... Okay. Well, no, no. I meant like in our evolution as humans, we're devolving. And this is normally when the serial killer gets caught. Although, that's true. So, good, good <laughs> point. Like, wait, what are you doing? Uh, no, um, he will technically... Although... Well, no, serial killing usually it's like... It, I think the rule is like it has to be more than three and it has to take place over like more than one occasion like more than yeah like more than one like, yeah this and is like technically like a spree killing and it's well he doesn't or a mass shooting anybody. yeah mass shooting or a spree killing also we don't know if he like fits into the criteria of like the warning signs we don't know if he was a bedwetter we don't know if he it's has murdered dogs also probably safe we to also don't know if he has a thing for arson yeah, but those aren't necessary for being... That's true. They're just, like, warning signs. You know what he probably does have? What? A fucking journal. He definitely has a journal. He already ranks women. You guys, we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Sorry to leave you on that dark note. I've been listening to a lot of my favorite murder, so... Oh, my God, me too. <laughs> um, Sorry to leave you on that dark note. Eat Arby's. <laughs> Eat Arby's. Eat Arby's. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. <laughs>